What if I told you that believing in young people, seeing possibility in them, was a choice? What would you say to me? Maybe you would tell me that I am wrong and that this is a call and a passion upon your life and a natural instinct for you. Or maybe you would tell me that I'm right and that seeing possibility in young people is an easy choice to make. Or maybe you would tell me that, well, seeing possibility in young people is a choice. It's not always an easy thing to do. Whatever you would tell me, the reality is that young people need us to believe in them. To me, it makes sense to explore what this looks like. So let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. Welcome back to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast. We just wrapped up a three-part youth leader spotlight of my friend and fellow youth worker, Adam Alfredson. If you missed that interview, please go and check out episodes 41, 42, and 43. You won't regret it. Today's episode was inspired by my interview with him, as well as a conversation with a young person when I was subbing several weeks ago. That young person found it difficult to understand that I believed in them when I didn't even know them well, that I cared about what they were doing. Let me tell you, that was an interesting conversation, and it's not the only one that I've had like that. Today, we will talk about what it looks like to choose to believe in young people, and I have some strategies to share with you. Before we get to those strategies, though, I want to share a quote that comes directly from a young person. A local pastor at Elk Point Baptist Church, not far from where I live, recently was giving a sermon to young people and acknowledged that parents don't always understand them. A youth leader then later asked the youth what they wished that their parents knew about them. One of the youth responses jumped out at me as I was thinking about this podcast. The young person said, I wish parents understood that we want their validation. Let's allow those words to sink in here for just a minute. A young person wants validation from their parents. So often a young person may not admit that, or we as adults or parents might think that our young person isn't looking for that. Allow me to be clear here and say that I'm not shaming that teen's parents. I am not saying they're not validating their child. What I am saying is that this young person might feel invalidated, or for some reason, they are still seeking additional validation beyond what they've already been given. Now think about that. If this youth feels invalidated, they are going to continue to seek validation from someone from somewhere. They are looking to seek affirmation that they have value, that they matter, and as youth workers, You and I both know that they will continue to seek validation, and it may not come from a healthy place at some point. That's the truth of youth development. All young people will seek to meet their needs. Every day, we get to make an incredible amount of decisions. We get to choose to show up for the people in our lives. We get to choose how we look at the day. We get to choose how and when we connect with Jesus. So yes, we also get to choose if we believe in young people. 
Even if you have a natural instinct and a love for serving young people, you still get to choose to see possibility. So how exactly do we get to choose to see possibility in youth? Well, here's five strategies. Strategy number one, pray for God to develop our hearts and minds. Each day, we need to be in prayer to God. I mean, youth work could happen separate from your relationship with God, and I have worked in secular-based environments where that was the case. But why would you want it to? Even in those environments, I pray daily for God to grow my love of young people, grow my understanding, and help me to grow my skills and abilities to connect with them. When you are raising teens, mentoring a young person, leading a youth group, coaching a team, really anywhere where you are engaging with young people, start with prayer. And start by asking God to change and grow you. Ask God to increase your capacity to see the possibility in young people. Pray that he gives you a heart that knows the incredible value in the youth in your life. Oftentimes, I see people immediately start praying to change the hearts and specifically behaviors of young people. When we lead with prayer to change others, we lose out on an opportunity to grow ourselves, and we miss out on an opportunity to see possibility in young people. We can also find ourselves in a place of starting with the negative about a young person versus seeing the good in them. And when we find ourselves continually looking at the negative, it can be hard to separate behaviors and choices from the individual. I will be honest here and say that this was even more challenging for me to do as a parent when my son was in a stage of rebellion. I prayed for my son Jared to change his behaviors, change his choices. I prayed out of fear, out of hurt, out of desperation. And at times, these types of prayers only made me feel further away from him and more hopeless. When I shifted and prayed for God's will and for my abilities to connect with him to grow, then my prayers for God to rescue him allowed me to focus more on the possibility in him. As a caring adult, we need to remember that it's important that we pray that God will grow and change us rather than focusing on God changing a young person. Then turn to asking for God's will upon a young person's life. Pray that he helps them to make choices that are life-giving and leads them closer to him. Strategy number two, intentionally look for the positives, the gifts in a young person. This takes practice and is sort of like the glass half full versus empty approach. If your natural inclination is to identify negative attitudes, traits, or actions in a young person, you have to be even more intentional about looking for the good. Think about how easy it is to see the negative in someone, especially if they make really poor decisions that hurt themselves or those around them. Have you ever thought about how young people often only see the negative in themselves? and they need somebody to see the positive. And that's you. Make it a habit to catch yourself when you identify something negative and then try to identify something positive about that young person. This helps us to start shifting our mindset and how we see young people. Keep practicing this until you find that you lean towards identifying the positive in youth first. And if you naturally see the positive traits in young people despite their negative behaviors, that is great. Focus in on that and get ready for our next strategy. Strategy number three, speak the positives that you see in young people. I am a firm believer it is not enough to just identify something positive in someone. You need to tell them what you saw, what you observed. You need to say aloud these positives to the young people and to those around them. When we speak praise aloud, 
When we speak aloud that we see possibility in young people, it helps to build them up and it helps to give them hope to see good things in themselves. We cannot assume that young people know the good things that we see in them. They need us to tell them how we value them and how we appreciate them. Just like the quote that I shared from the young person who was seeking validation, this is an opportunity for us to validate young people. Yes, we still need to call out negative behaviors that need to be addressed, but we have to also create space that allows us to praise a young person. Now, you probably can guess that I'm going to say we need to be genuine and authentic in what we say to young people. They don't want us to make up praise. And even if you are being genuine, a young person may doubt or question you at first. Oftentimes, it's difficult or uncomfortable to hear praise, especially if they're not used to hearing these types of things about themselves. Sometimes they just don't want that attention called to them. But keep practicing speaking truth in this way to them and they will grow to believe it and appreciate it. Strategy number four, acknowledge frustration, but do not judge. In order to choose to believe in young people, we at times have to acknowledge our frustrations that we experience and can feel towards them. Honestly, sometimes a young person might be trying to simply get a negative reaction out of us, or they're trying to push the boundaries, or they're trying to feel in control when the other things around them feel out of control. Other times, young people are in a place of hurt, anxiety, and they truly cannot control their own actions and thoughts. And sometimes our frustration comes from the fact that young people are not succeeding or are not believing in themselves, or we see them making the same mistakes over and over, and we feel that we're more invested in them making growth and change. When we can acknowledge our frustrations, that will help us to stay focused on finding the positives and seeing the possibility in young people. Currently right now in the school district that I sub for, there is a shortage of subs. I believe this shortage of subs is part of a growing trend where substitute teachers do not want to return to classrooms where they are seeing students behave so poorly. Being frustrated with the behaviors and attitudes of young people absolutely can tie into youth worker burnout. Let's be honest here. When you're working with young people, it is much more enjoyable when you're not experiencing frustration. Now, when we name our frustrations, we need to make sure that we don't shift to judgment of a young person. We need to make sure that we don't start telling ourselves that this young person can't change or has less value. That is exactly what the enemy desires when we experience frustration. But we need to fight this. We need to be in tune with our tone and how we speak to young people, our body language, and our facial expressions. If our words and body language don't match up to the words that we're saying, a young person is going to believe what they see. We should also return to prayer and ask God to help remove our frustrations or give us insight in how to work through those frustrations. And we need to keep identifying and naming the positives. This allows us to separate frustration from the young person. Strategy number five, remember what it was like to be a young person. This is not the first time and certainly won't be the last time that I encourage you to reflect back on what it was like to be a young person. Spend a little time thinking about what it was like to not feel validated, to not be valued in general as a population of youth. How did that play out in your own tween and teen years? As you think about this, you might identify specific ways you wanted to be valued, to be validated. Don't assume that the young people in your life feel the exact same. 
but you can use this to start a conversation with them about validation. You can absolutely share your experiences with young people, but make sure that you're spending more time listening to youth about their own experiences than telling them yours. Those are the five strategies that I wanted to share with you today. And I want to be vulnerable here with you as well. As a youth worker, sometimes I mess up. Sometimes on a very frustrating day, I struggle to do these things. As a parent, I mess up too. I have to remind myself of these same strategies. You are not perfect and you are not going to do it perfectly every time. But the fact that you are tuning into this podcast is just one of the ways that you are showing up and showing that you want to be the best youth worker that you can be. Whether you are a youth pastor, a parent, a coach, a teacher, it doesn't matter. Our young people need you to choose to believe in them. These five strategies will help you stay focused as you work with young people and can help you choose to see the positive in them, especially on difficult days. Hey, I didn't mention a homework assignment yet, did I? Well, you know by now that I can't wrap up an episode without doing so. My challenge for you this week is to select one young person in your life and go about the business of speaking aloud to them the good things, the skills, the talents, the character that you see in them. Then pause, see what that does for them in that moment. And then over the next couple of weeks, watch to see the impact it has on them. I want to encourage you to visit me over on Facebook and Instagram throughout this week to share your experiences as you dive into this assignment. And don't forget to join me for the next episode where we will look at indicators that a young person is growing in knowledge, skills, and abilities. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 9.37 tells us, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, keep showing up and keep caring.